Hello and welcome to the Potter Vision podcast with me, Lucas Kirkby. And me, Tom Lawrenson. This is the show where every week we will analyse and read through and look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books in order. That'd be weird if we did it out of order. So, today is chapter one of the first book, and it's The Boy Who Lived. The Boy Who Lived. And also, to those who criticise us for, you know, Potter Vision podcast, yeah, we know it's an audio format, but you know what we say to those people who criticise us, Lucas? Shut Shut up. up. Why? We love Harry Potter. Uh, And And each other. And each other. We think he's a clever little scamp. There's... Harry Potter's got a very warm place in our hearts. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. It's like a staple, Harry Potter. It's like McDonald's, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Harry it's Potter like, is like McDonald's. It, it never gets old. Like, And even when you take a break from it, eventually you want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had too much, you're like, oh, I'm a bit fatigued now. Yeah. And then a week later, another Big Mac, please. Yeah, exactly. And we're just very excited to have you all uh, coming on this journey with us as we go through the first book. Yeah. Cool. Should we get started then? Right. So, can you start us off? We've both read the first chapter. Yeah. Uh, there's no <laughs> there's no getting around that. There's no uh, pretending we haven't. Uh, what happened in the first chapter? Give us a rundown. Basically, we're introduced to the Dursley family. So right. we've got three Dursleys. Mm-hmm. We've got Vernon, the dad. Moustache, mm-hmm. like no neck. Yeah. We've got Petunia, the mum. Long neck. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Dudley, the baby boy, who likes throwing cereal at the wall and yeah, yeah, saying yeah, shans yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> so, he's a baby. We've got mummy. We've got daddy. But things are starting to go a bit weird. There's like a cat reading a map. There's not. There is. Oh, no, I've read it. Yeah, there's weird people <laughs> wearing cloaks. Yeah. Uh, you know, shooting stars, owls in the daytime. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy world. And not only that, but Uncle Vernon, which oh, preempted it by calling him Uncle, starts hearing conversations mentioning mm-hmm. the Potters and their son Harry. Yeah. Who are the Potters? Only their, like, his wife's sister yeah, and yeah. husband and son. Yeah. Anyway, he goes off to sleep worrying about what's going on. Suddenly, all the lights go out on the street and Albus Dumbledore is there. He's yeah. this wizard bloke with grey hair and a beard tucked into his belt. Yeah, scruffy. Scruffy, purple cloak, homeless. Yeah. And Professor McGonagall, who's a very severe-looking woman. She means business and she looks worried. Yep. Next thing, big fat Cornish bloke turns up on a motorbike. Hagrid. He's a giant, but he's got a baby. Baby Harry. And he <laughs> delivers them... To the Dursleys. Because yep. what's happened is Voldemort, this evil bloke who we don't know anything about at the moment, mm-hmm. tried to kill Harry's parents and succeeded, tried to kill Harry, failed and somehow lost his power. And that's why everyone's going mad and celebrating. Excellent. But the whole idea is, is that, you know, if he was going to be raised in the wizarding world, he'd be a celebrity before he could even talk. Mm-hmm. So seclude him off. Raise him with his non-wizarding family, yeah. even though they're horrendous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when he's come of age, tell him that he's the boy who lived. Excellent. Um, right, then. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Right. Chapter one, the boy who lived. Do you want to go first? What have you got? Well, the first thing I noticed in the description, I've been very fixated with the Vernon and Petunia's necks. Yeah. Because on average, they have one neck each. 
Because Vernon is described as having hardly any neck. Yeah. And Petunia is described as having nearly twice the amount of usual neck. So if you actually put them together, you get two necks. Well, I was, yeah, very necky. My problem is, I haven't seen the film so many times. When I read the book now, I'm just thinking of the uh, film actors. Is it Richard Curtis? No, no. Richard Harris. <laughs> no, Richard Griffiths. We got there in the end. Richard, Richard Curtis. Curtis from Love Actually. Yeah, it's definitely him. He was in the, and I'm like, he's got a neck. Come on, J.K. Come on. Yeah, um, yeah. But the Dursleys didn't like anything strange or unusual, did they? No. No, I don't blame them. If I believed in ghosts, would you still hang around me? Not as much. <laughs> By association, I might, but, you know... I t- would you think I was lying? Yeah, because I know you. Because I don't think you'd ever believe in ghosts. No. And then, uh, what I liked as well, Mrs Dursley gossips away happily. Doesn't say who she's talking to. No. Doesn't say she's on the phone. She says she's uh, feeding Dudley, gossiping away happily. So she's gossiping to a baby. I would, because I would tell a baby any secret and they're not going to pass it on, are they? Like a newborn baby, I would just tell it my deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> Good Lord! It'd be my own, it'd be my own baby. If you're doing that, you're going to, like, create and raise such a disturbed baby <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't know why it's disturbed. <laughs> Early onset of trauma. And then just has these, like, recurring nightmares when it gets older. <laughs> yeah. Oh, keep imagining me dad getting embarrassed at home, at school. Well, that's... Yeah, but my deepest, darkest secrets are not bad, are they? What are they? Go on. It'd be like... I'd Let know. us know. There's a lot of keen... There'll be a lot of keen-eyed listeners who like, might like listening to that. It'll be the time <laughs> I accidentally shoplifted a beano, or uh, the time I once prank called someone's nan and pretended to be a bailiff. <laughs> Uh, you know, those kind of things that I deeply regret. Um, but I'd tell a baby that. I don't think that would traumatise a baby. Well, I don't think you need to tell a baby that. I think you just leave a baby alone. It's not for the baby, it's for me. You! Yeah, it's like, Relief. you know, cathartic, isn't it, to release these things onto... It's like talking to a cat or a dog. Onto a baby, though. But that's like someone confessing a sin. Like, go tell a priest, don't tell a baby. Yeah. Because if you were guilty of something, and then you told me, like, you know, let's say... You know, you're in court for mm. doing something, and you were like, I'm innocent! But you told me, I'm actually guilty, Tom. Yeah. I'm actually guilty. I'd be like, has he told me that? Why can't he just keep that to himself? You think the burden would be too much? Yeah, but anyway. But you're an adult, you're <laughs> Do you think that's baby. why, maybe that's why that made Dudley turn out so weird? Mm-hmm. His mum gossiping at him? Yeah. I do think, I do think kids who spend too much time with their mothers do turn out a bit weird. Like, we're, we're a bit mummy's boys, aren't we? Oh, yeah, I like my mummy, yeah. <laughs> I like your mummy, too. We're, we're, uh, we're Kirkby mummy boys. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they do uh, turn out a bit odd. That's probably, probably why we're sat here doing this. Mm. Did you, uh, what was your impression of the Dursleys? Yeah, what really else, good. What did you think of them? Like, um... You can tell they're going to be a nightmare. Yeah. They're just, they, at the minute, like the first chapter, they just seem a bit like, a bit snooty, a bit awkward... They're not necessarily horrible. Yeah. Uh, they just seem to be a bit prissy and a bit kind of just accepting of their awful son. I was thinking, after like, you know, they're portrayed negatively, you know. Dursleys, they're in line with the you know, Malfoys and like, you know, on, on the ladder to Voldemort of the baddies, mm-hmm. aren't they? But I was thinking, do you know what? Give them a break. 
Yeah. I honestly, if you start thinking about them, I don't mind that much. I think maybe I relate to them a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at like them, right, so Petunia, yeah, we know her sister's uh, magical and like she's jealous of that. They say in the film. Is it jealousy? Yeah, because in the um, in the film, of course, what does she say? Um, of course we knew. You know mm-hmm. that bit? Like, my perfect sister, isn't she? Ah, uh, okay, and then, yeah, yeah. And then she met him. Yeah, that's like, I'm getting jealous vibes. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I put that to myself, right, if my sister was like, had magical abilities, right, and then I didn't, I'd be like, oh, that's it, yeah, you, you go off flying, I'll sit here with my fucking long neck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll marry the beefy man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? I don't want anything to do with you. If you're not going to, like, you know, magic me something, like, the relationship sounds horrible, doesn't it? She's yeah. off in boarding school every year, mm. Lily Potter, while her sister's left at home, mm. <laughs> you know, just being like, oh, great, I've got a fun. I used to have a friendship with my sister. Now I'm alone. So I think I'd be like, yeah, rightly so, right? Then, I was thinking, so she's met her husband, hasn't she, Uh Um, Vernon, and I'm thinking, so he's a big fella, Uh beefy, Uh director of a company, Uh right? Yeah. They've just had their baby, Uh uh, Dudley, they've just had him, and he, he's the director of a company, right? So he's accomplished. Yeah. He ain't a young man. No. And he ain't a young man in the films, is he? No. So what that makes me... I don't want to get a bit like, you know, I want to keep it light, but... They might have tried for a baby for a while, but they've finally got their baby. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, finally, we've got our life. Leave us alone. We've got our house. I've got my job. Bliss. Uh Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see a cat at the end of the road. You're like, will you fucking leave me alone, boy? Yeah, you think you're fine. (laughs) I've got my life going. Just leaves alone, and then they're about to be dumped with a kid they don't want. Yeah. Sounds a bit bitter. What do you think? I know what you mean, because it's like... And as well, if they have been trying for a baby for years and years, even if it was a little turd, you'd still think the sun's exactly. shined out of Exactly. Bum. How old's Richard... What's he called? Who are you thinking of? Richard Griffiths. Richard Griffiths. In that film, he must be 50, 60. <laughs> in that film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he's a big fella. Yeah. Right, so... Low testosterone, they can't, <laughs> they can't be shagging that much. No. Right? So they've got their baby. Done. Maybe I'm like, I don't know, excusing the Dursleys too much. I understand what you're saying. And I think based on this number one chapter... Yeah. Just based on this one chapter, if you then told me that we're going to have owls infest the house and we're going to have... Vernon fall out of a window onto a bush. <laughs> I'd be like, well, that is unjustified. But I think it's later on in the books when we see it doesn't it doesn't excuse child abuse. Well, that's the thing. We haven't seen that yet, have we? No, but but so far all their irritations are mm-hmm. understandable. Like she talks on the first page, they're perfectly normal. Thank you very much. Yeah, they are perfectly normal. Mm. Yeah, it's normal to not believe in ghosts, to not like. Believe in goblins and witches and ghouls. Mm -hmm. You know, like I read this as the from the perspective of a muggle, Mm -hmm. so don't be looking down on them just because you know they don't. You know, they're not. They don't fucking 
get all excited over magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even though, but that's interesting, even though they know it exists. Mm. I think that's the interesting thing. Because most people don't believe in ghosts and magic because they've never seen evidence. And yet yeah. they actually, her sister is a witch. But, well, yeah, so I kind of think, though, but that, that jealousy, mm. I don't know, it makes, it's bad to be jealous, but... I'd be jealous. If, if me and my sister had come back from school and my mum was like, what have you been doing? Oh, I've been levitating. I've been uh, turning cats into <laughs> goblets. What have you been doing? French. You know, I would be jealous. You know, I'd rather yeah. be, you know, yeah. I'd rather be making lights go on and unlocking Who doors. Love? And also, they're really slagging off in this chapter, um, Dudley. Yeah. So, what does he do? He throws cereal at the wall. He throws cereal at the wall. McGonagall says she's seen him kicking Aunt Petunia, up the begging for sweets. Yeah, up the street. Um, he... Says shan't. But also, how is he kicking her? Is he, does he walk as a baby? Or, <laughs> because I, there's two situations. Either he walks with a baby and that's how he kicks her. Or she's pushing him with the pram mm-hmm. the wrong way around. Or she's, pull, or she's pulling the pram. How would he be kicking her on the street? Unless she, unless she was getting him out of the pram and into the car. I like the idea that she's... Pulling the pram. Pulling the pram. Stop kicking it. me. Stop kicking me. You're not getting any sweets. <laughs> Stop kicking me. And he's like, what? Oh, properly. Yeah. Push. push properly. Push it's the pram. Is it called a pull chair? No, it's a push chair. Push. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's good. Um, but yeah. But then McGonagall's like, these ghastly people. Um, yeah, she, she hates <laughs> them. He's like, oh, there's a baby. Oh, really? You can really write off a family. Because what has she seen? McGonagall says, I'm getting ahead of myself, but McGonagall says to Dumbledore in this chapter, she goes, you can't be serious leaving Harry with these people. I've watched them all day. What has she seen? She's seen Uncle Vernon, Uncle Vernon get up, go to work. Yeah. She's seen a boy throw cereal, a baby throw cereal at the wall and a baby kick, kick its mother. And if mm-hmm. anything, keep, and Petunia keep, uh, keep the house in too good, or, too good order. Mm-hmm. And maybe gossip. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And McGonagall's writing him off. Not these people. Her, the, yeah. her own family. Are your, yeah. are your family so perfect, McGonagall? Well, I don't know if you know this, Tom, but that's actually how, you know, if you want to adopt a child, uh, what they do to see if you're suitable is they have a woman stood outside the house <laughs> for a day and she just watches through the window <laughs> and then judges uh, whether or not you'd be accepted. We'd like to give you the child, but... Uh, Bit of a mouth, aren't you? <laughs> You're a bit of a mouth. Uh, I've seen you gabbing on to that baby, telling that baby all the neighbours' secrets, gossiping, gossiping away. Because she says, doesn't she? Um, it's like um, she's feeding Uncle Vernon leaves and she, uh, Aunt Petunia, gossips away. Feed. I thought you said she's feeding Uncle Vernon leaves. <laughs> Here you go, eat, the, eat these leaves. Uncle, Uncle Vernon leaves, yeah. and then she she's feeding Dudley, yeah. gossiping away. But it doesn't say who she's gossiping to, does it? No. So she's gossiping to a baby. Yeah. So if gossiping to a baby is a crime, then lock me up. Why? Which baby do you gossip to? Uh, me, niece. Your niece, what do you tell her? You don't tell her my secrets, I hope. No, I've told her some of your secrets. I told her all about you stealing that Beano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told her all about... What's your other secret? 
Oh, when I uh, I prank called some somebody's grandma when I was eleven and pretended to be a bailiff. And how does that work? You ring up and where, say. Where were you? We were in after school club, right. and uh, this kid had got a new mobile phone, <laughs> and because uh, he's an eleven-year-old kid, he only had two contacts. Let's set the scene. What year is this? Like year six. Uh, oh, uh, like two thousand and six. Two thousand and six. Yeah, and so it's like a little uh, Nokia thing, hmm. but he's only got two contacts. His mum and his nan were like, right, we'll we'll prank his nan, and I pretended to be a bailiff. And you're like ten, eleven years old. Yeah. She believed me and got very upset. What did you say? Well, I'll be the nun. Don't ring me up. Hello, is that Mrs. Um, so-and-so? Yes, this is me, Mrs. So-and-so. Hi, it's um, uh, Luke, Mr. Kirkby here from The Bailiffs. I'm afraid you're not up to date with all your uh, tax payments. So. What? Yeah, yeah, you're not up to date. And uh, if you don't pay up soon, uh, oh. we're going to have to come and... Uh, oh, no, that's, that's my husband who deals with all that. I don't... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not clued in with any of that. I know, well, I'm sorry, but if you don't pay up soon, we're going to have to come and take some of your possessions. Oh, no, we don't, we don't have anything, please. We've, we're still in rented accommodation, even though we're of this age. Well, I know that, but I'm afraid we're going to have to send two bald men round and we're going to kneecap you <laughs> if you can't pay up. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, and I told that to my niece. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she started... Oh, I don't want anyone to know about that. She started crying. <laughs> But yeah, no, but yeah, so what we're we saying, so yeah, so McGonagall was slagging them off for yeah. gossiping, yeah, but I don't think, I think, unjustified, she's coming at them too hard, yeah, and all he's done is walk around, and maybe it was, maybe it was the dirty that Vernon gave McGonagall as a cat, mm. so he's leaving his drive and he sees a cat reading a book, reading the map, and mm-hmm. he's like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not grounds for not letting them adopt. But then the the other... If you step back and look, it's, she's actually right about them, but not from the evidence she's seen. Yeah, I mean, like, she can't predict the future. No. She's got no way of knowing, because they've got a three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got no idea they're going to put them under the stairs. No. So the I suppose the other thing is, is my question is... I do. I get Dumbledore's logic of if he grows up being famous, he might go to his head or he'll be odd or whatever. Look, look what happened to Haley Joel Osmond. <laughs> um, but he turned out well of all of them. Have no, you, have you seen Haley Joel Osmond now? No. So he did six Sense, didn't he? Yeah. That's what I mean. He's he looks, still dead people, and he's a good-looking little boy, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yes. Admit it. Yeah. Should see him now. He looks Handsome more, man. He looks more like the description of Uncle Vernon than Richard Curtis does. <laughs> Richard Griffiths. <laughs> Richard Griffiths. <laughs> no, God bless him. All the best to him. But, yeah, what were you saying? Um, my, my question was... I do, So I get Vernon's logic of we don't want him to be a celebrity growing up and it all going to his head. Because it'd be... You wouldn't be able to comprehend it, would you, as a young child, about everything that's going on? People imagine being three, and it's distracting enough. No, it's upsetting enough. Do you know when you're a kid and a family friend comes and goes over to you on the street and it's mm. like, oh, you don't remember me, do you? But I'm a blah, blah, blah. I knew, I held you when you were a baby. I know you. And it's like, well, I don't know you. Oh, I know it's my mum and dad. Yeah. But Harry would be getting that constantly, wouldn't mm-hmm. he? All the time. People coming up to him. 
pestering him. Mm. So, like, I do think it is probably the right option, giving him to, uh, yeah, get him out of that world. But my question is, and then I also understand the logic of him being with his family, because they yeah. are related to him. Yeah. But then, would if they are that awful, why not? Why not put him with another Muggle family? Yeah. No, I think. I think honestly, I think um, the Dursleys was a perfect place for him. Yeah. Yeah. It just turns out they were horrible. But yeah, I. Uh, but I'm. Yeah, I like the Dursleys. They just their only crime is being a bit too up themselves. I think. Chapter one now. Yeah, chapter one. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd agree. And just a bit immature that she can't stand the sound. Like there's something wrong with her that she can't stand stand the mention of her own sister's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I said, you know, she's very jealous. Um, mm. Would I be like that? Definitely. Um, <laughs> and to my <laughs> sisters who are probably listening, just don't get involved with any wizarding men. Yeah. Uh, magicians or otherwise. Um, yeah. Vernon goes to work, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Uh, gets distracted all day. Hears mutterings of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the other thing, like, we talked about this before, is, like, wizards in muggle jobs. Because, first of all, there's that guy at the drill thing. Like, why is he at the, the grunnings? And then also they hint that the newsreader is a wizard as well. Do they? Yeah, so the newsreader says about the shooting stars and he goes, oh, that's crazy. And then um, it says he allows himself a grin as if the newsreader is also a wizard or knows what's going on. Maybe just... Oh, really? I I didn't see that. I 100% read into that, yeah. The fact that he allowed himself a grin, that phrase... Is like he lets it slip that he knows. That's funny. The idea that there's a a wizard who who's gone fancy a bit of fame. Yeah, <laughs> mad isn't it? A fancy a bit of a muggle fame. I mean, I'm getting nowhere in the uh, wizarding world. Yeah. Um, so maybe a bit of a a bit of muggle fame. Nothing too big. Granada, maybe. <laughs> Granada reports. Because as well, that's not a job that they would have in the wizarding world. Because they only have like the newspapers, don't they, with the like moving pictures on it. Yeah. So they don't have newsreaders. Which the other thing is about the newsreader is it must be so weird to be a newsreader when all the news is irrelevant to you. Like yeah. imagine. So that just, bloke just likes being on telly. He just likes being on telly, doesn't he? But everything he's reading, he's like, well, this isn't part of my world. This should be really odd. It's like news round. You know the news round news, which is yeah, just about yeah, like, yeah. pandas. It's like it's irrelevant stuff. <laughs> oh, another, another dinosaur's been discovered. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, right, right. Because the real news is too awful for young people. Oh, that, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think I might. I think I might do something like that. Uh, what, be a wizard news anchor? No, I'd probably more into sport. <laughs> be the sports correspondent. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm not even into this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no bias. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. It was funny. I was a bit annoyed. So at Vernon's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees a couple of uh, wizards, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. 
and they mentioned you they say like you know who's gone or it was the mm-hmm. Potters and he hears Potters and then he goes something like um, their son Harry mm-hmm. and then that's it that ticks him off and then that little bloke hugs him doesn't he mm. which I think is a bit out of order yeah like someone I feel like someone from the ministry should have a word with him because like going around hugging muggles going you know who is dead well I think that's the whole I think that's why McGonagall's peeved because they're all doing stuff they shouldn't do like they're sending the owls in the daytime they've got these uh, shooting stars oh they're yeah hugging. they're all just celebrating but I suppose it's like I don't know would you hug a stranger the day that Hitler died maybe <laughs> but then it'd be, it'd be like doing that to, to somebody in like I don't know, a third world country who doesn't know what you're going on about. She'd be like, oh, Herr Hitler's dead. You don't know what I'm on about. And then like, <laughs> running off. Or like a Swiss person. I don't know, you don't care either way. <laughs> Mr. Neutral. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. I think that's a bit odd, being like, oh, you muggles. Don't know what I'm talking about. But but I suppose you wouldn't care, would you? Because it would just be such a how, how would you choice. React? How would you react if someone came up and hugged you on the street? If you had a, if you had like a, sh- it would be odd. But I, I think it's the circumstances. I, I don't really know. If there was suddenly like news of like I don't know something that had, so you've got to think Voldemort has been like killing wizards for the past eleven years. I think they say, killing hundreds and hundreds of wizards, just awful. And then mm-hmm. suddenly you find out that he's dead. I think you'd just be delirious, wouldn't you? Okay, but what what do some people care about that we don't that you don't care about? Like maybe there's like a sport or yeah, like, like you know, if say if England won the World Cup, I wouldn't be bothered at all. I mean, I'm Welsh, but I think if Wales won the World Cup, hmm, yeah, I would actually that'd be quite unlikely. If anyone hugged me, I was in a I was in a when there was the last World Cup, I was in a pub and I was in the men's bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, doing my business. Yeah. Uh, and this bloke <laughs> this bloke nudged me and he went hey mate you know in the bathroom and he goes hey football's coming home and I was like haha cheers don't talk to me you know like <laughs> I'll tell you what situations you end up hugging people you don't know right Happy New Year you're a guest at someone's maybe, New Year's party maybe that's how the Chinese feel on uh December 31st. Yeah, yeah. Well, not my new year. Hey, why am I crossing my hands and shaking my hands with somebody? I feel so awkward doing that with, like... I always... If I'm doing it with a stranger, I'm always like, they've got a really weird grip on my hand. Everyone's old Lang Syne grip is slightly different. Too tight? Either too tight or they're just, like... Wet fish. Hardly touching you. (laughs) I shook Ed Miliband's hand once and he was like a damp sock. It was horrible. Oh, well, why were you spending Happy New Year with um, Ed Miliband? <laughs> I wasn't spending Happy New Year with... <laughs> I love that it's now called Happy New Year instead of New Year's Eve. I didn't spend Happy New what, Year. What are you doing for Happy New Year this year? <laughs> I don't know about Happy New Year. Um, Ed Miliband, we, I used to help run a drama group in Hollyhead on Anglesey. And we were doing drama club but we had to go in the art gallery because Mm -hmm. the main theatre space was being used for a political conference or whatever yeah where ed Miliband was and we were actually using the space in the art gallery to try the costumes onto the kids so at the time i was actually by the door making sure the public didn't come in and walk on into these like semi-naked 
black children. Mm. And suddenly, who walks in but Ed Miliband and his bodyguard? With his hand outstretched. <laughs> yeah, with his hand outstretched, but he had a really limp wrist and you, it was you, horrible. <laughs> you saw an opportunity, grabbed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What fish? Um, it was very nice. Dumbledore gets there with McGonagall. She, um, she takes her actual form. She goes from cat mm-hmm. to woman. Yeah. <laughs> Feisty feline. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so she, she turns up, she's in a mood. And also, she doesn't like that Hagrid's been trusted with Harry. Now, I, I don't have an issue with Hagrid being with Harry, but I do have an issue that he's bringing him on a flying motorbike. Like, yeah. definitely take the train. <laughs> no, yeah, how did that work? Like, I gave him to Hagrid. I would trust him with my life. Well, do you not trust yourself with a baby? Yeah, bring the baby if you, yourself. If you're coming anyway, yeah. why... How did Dumbledore get there? Oh, I think he uses the... Uh, he can move from place to place, can't he? I can't remember what it's called. Um, there's a thing that you learn later on in the films yeah. that he teaches Harry how to do. I'm assuming he did that. Um, but he couldn't take a baby that way. You think I'd mess a baby up? Yeah, maybe it come out of line, two heads or something. But he said something. I'm not sure he did do that. Maybe he took a broom or something because he said, I passed seven parties on the way here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you came right here then, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But he turns the corner, doesn't he? So he doesn't just appear in that street. Mm, interesting. But yeah, but like, like Hagrid, like, Hagrid, can you deliver this baby? Uh, have you got any transport? Uh, no, but I'll borrow some. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, the boy who lived, the boy who might be prophesied to save the wizarding world. He passed out right over Bristol. Was it Bristol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pa- he fell asleep right over Bristol. <laughs> yeah, oh Baby sleeping through that. I loved the descriptions. Uh, I didn't listen to the one on McGonagall. Well, I didn't read the one on McGonagall that well. But of Dumbledore... It was like, she wearing purple robes, uh, half moon specs. Yeah. <laughs> a, a long nose that looked like it had been broken twice. Yeah, his beard tucked into his belt. Yeah. Yeah, and my favourite thing, my absolute favourite thing, was, which I completely forgot, which I don't think were portrayed in the film, high-heeled buckle boots. <laughs> I just love it. I also love that he has a scar above his left knee, which is the exact map of the London Underground. How big's that knee? I had to go back and reread that. I was like, oh, that must have been Hagrid who said that, with the massive knee. Dumbledore. But the, imagine that being... Uh, the London Underground. But if you knew that, you know, and you were on a commute with Dumbledore, you'd be like, uh, excuse me, does this get off at the Jubilee line? Wait a minute. And then he just hitches up his cloak and reveals his old hairy he's, knees. He starts rolling up his, his, yeah. his robe. Next stop, Please mind the gap. But also, I love the idea that he like shaves it every day so the hair doesn't cover the map. You're on the tube with Dumbledore, and he's excuse me. Do you know where I should get off? And he starts rolling up his rolling up the gut, and you're like. Well, that's that's quite the leg, and then he's got his high heeled buckle boot. <laughs> I wish I'd have someone else. 
Those are nice heels. The thing is, I 100% believe that Dumbledore doesn't wear underwear, right? So they're saying this bloke... But imagine, <laughs> imagine him coming up and you're just hoping that your stop isn't in zone three because he has to go all the way up <laughs> to his bollocks. Loving the heels, Dumbledore. I love those heels. <laughs> Although it's so funny as well, wizards want to go unnoticed. So Dumbledore's turning up with his, I forget what the device is called, but you know, the, the put-outer. Lo- the put-outer. And he's like whipping out. I don't want anybody to see these high-heeled boots, baby. <laughs> but also, you're more likely to notice that all the lights in the street have gone out than just a man walking round. But also, don't want anyone to find out. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell! My mum and dad, right? There was a. This was recently. There was a car. That was parking outside their house in the middle of the night, about mm. two, three in the morning. And then the guy was getting out of the car and then walking off. Yeah. And this was happening um, like a few nights in a row. And my my dad set an alarm for two in the morning so he could catch it again. Oh, really? And then uh, like let the police know. So 100%, if you were in one of those like little neighbourhoods and it's not that late it's not that late because well I'm going to get to the point Um, I was going to say the thing is they don't even knock on the door when they leave the baby no they don't even zap anything because it says it says Harry slept there for two hours undisturbed until Aunt Petunia, two hours later, went to... Is that the... Stephen Fry? I don't know who this is. <laughs> um, who is that? My boys! Fly, you fools! Oh, that's uh, Lord of the Rings. So it was either Cedric Diggory's dad or... Cedric Gandalf. Diggory's dad. My boy! Oh, um, no, so he's... Um, Harry's left for two hours sleeping on the doorstep. Yeah. Until she's, he's awoken by um, Petunia's scream when yeah. she puts out the milk bottles. Is this, is this summer or winter? I swear it's winter. Yeah. So they left a baby out on the doorstep in winter. <laughs> what happened to Harry Potter? Eaten by a fox. <laughs> <laughs> the, the boy who was at. <laughs> just, just stolen by bears and now he's Mowgli. I like, what would I... you do? Because they put a letter, don't they, explaining that it's Harry and stuff. And... Just throw, at the least, throw some at the window. Yeah. yeah. A little brick. Show, mm-hmm. sh- throw one of your sherbet lemons. Oh, and yeah. also, I don't believe it said, um, so uh, Dumbledore goes to McGonagall, oh, do, you want a, do you want a sherbet lemon? And she's like, what? Have you never heard of a sherbet lemon? Especially if he loves them. And also, yeah, you're Dumbledore's mate. And also, you're not an alien. You're on planet Earth. You know what sherbet is. You know what lemon is. <laughs> Figure it out. Do you know, I, I always struggle to spell sherbet. Right? Sherbet, isn't it? No, it's sherbet. Sherbet? Yeah. S-H-E-R-B-E-T. Hey. And do you know why I can't spell sherbet? Why? Austin Powers. Yeah, I was thinking of Austin Powers when I read it as well. Yeah, because he does that bit in the first film where he's trying to hypnotise the guy. Lemon and he goes, sherbet. You would like some orange sherbet. Oh, right, and because yeah. of that, I always assumed there was a second R in sherbet. Because of the way Austin Powers does sherbet. it. Sherbet. 
No one says sherbet though. But it's sherbet. 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 But it's a sherbet. I want that baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's Uncle Vernon. <laughs> I want that baby. <laughs> Is there any Austin Powers Harry Potter crossover? It's gotta be, aren't there? Vern Troyer. Mini me, yes, Vern Troyer. Yeah, he's uh, is he one of the goblins in the bank? I want that goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I want my goblin back, goblin back, that goblin back. Ribs. Um, I think that that specific one is um, Warwick. Warwick Dave, Davis. And does Mister Potter have his key? Oh, but then right, I, it'd be right here. But then is Vern Troyer the one that goes lamp, please? Is he not him? No, I think that might. But yeah, that's Vern Troyer. That's Vern Troyer. Is it? Lamp, please. He talks about. I'm oh, sorry. He talks about. Um, so McGonagall. He talks about Voldemort, and he goes, "He has powers that I could only dream of." And then McGonagall goes, "Only because you wouldn't use them." And he goes, "Oh, I haven't blushed this much since uh, Madame Pomfrey." Blah 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 blah. I said whatever. So because a woman said you wouldn't use dark magic, he started blushing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Vol- you wouldn't kill anyone. Oh, too kind, too kind. Oh, stop it, stop, stop it. You've never beat anyone up to the inch of their life, have you? Oh, I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blushing because um, you've never done Avada Kedavra. I loved... <laughs> you don't torture people with magic. Oh, oh stop it, you. <laughs> you and this flattery, it's getting you nowhere. <laughs> Meet me in my chambers. <laughs> um, also, my favourite description of Hagrid in this chapter. Are you about to say this? Yeah, go on. His feet <laughs> in their leather boots were like baby dolphins. <laughs> what are they doing? Clicking? Swimming with Make a Wish kids? What are these? <laughs> Why are these feet like baby dolphins? <laughs> Wet and round? What are they? <laughs> Look like baby dolphins. <laughs> Every ten seconds they have to come out of the shoe for air. What's going on? <laughs> What's that clicking? My feet. If someone describes something like so Hagrid's five times the width of a normal man, isn't he? Yeah. Five times. That's a lot, isn't it? Let's have a look at the front of the book. That's not five times. It is five times a normal man, I think so. Five to, right, it's five times. And he's got hands the size of bin lids. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, that could be his muggle job, being in the uh, stomp. Maybe, <laughs> Just clapping. Maybe baby dolphins are too small then for his feet. I'm thinking, if this man's five times the size of a normal man... Yeah. Mummy dolphins. <laughs> Full-size dolphins. <laughs> I mean, you got small feet. Oh, I love those baby dolphins. You couldn't, you couldn't get by describing anyone's foot as an animal ever, could you? No. If I said to you, I was on the bus earlier, there was this, uh, <laughs> it was this, there was this little fella. His feet were like little hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, that makes more sense than a baby dolphin. Because I imagine like small, hairy. They smelt away and they were covered in droppings. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I love the bit where it said. Um, Hagrid let out a howl like a wounded dog. <laughs> he didn't do that in the film. Uh, howling like a dog. Oh! No, he's just like sobbing a bit, isn't he, in the film? He's howling. He let out a howl like a... Do you know what? I've just... 
I've just put out all these lights, and all of a sudden you're howling in the dark. It's a liability, this aggregate. Attracting foxes. Yeah. All in all, my impressions, loved it. Great first, great start, really enjoyable, uh, really fun. I think every character that's mentioned you want to hear more of. And, like, the way that people are mentioned, you know, and little hints and clues are given. You're like, oh, who's this Voldemort, you know? I want to hear more about this uh, Hagrid. You know, he sounds fun. He loves Harry a lot. Like, who are the Potters? Really fun. Yeah, um, I'd agree. And it's exciting how you think, how what's going to happen with this baby being left with the uh, Dursleys? Yeah. I'd agree, like, because I'd say, at first, my impression was, wow, this is actually a lot more information than I was expecting. Mm. But then if you imagine reading it for the first time, you'd be like, oh, I need to find out all about this. Yeah. They've given so many little like snippets and little like nibbles of things to keep going with. I think, uh, yeah, it's really good. And yeah, the, it's just like, what is going to be the fate of this boy Yeah, that has just been left on the doorstep? Okay, then. So how many out of five, how many baby dolphins are you giving it? I'm going to give it four and a half baby dolphins out of five, and the half was because of the baby dolphin description. I'm going to give it as well, uh, we're going to be kissing cousins, uh, four and a half baby dolphins. Now, Lucas, are you ready for my new segment? Yeah. Quiz. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, how well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you some questions, Lucas, how well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. (laughs) I'm ready. Right, so I'm gonna ask you some questions about the first chapter. Yeah. To see how well you read up, like, how well, what you memorise and stuff. Yeah. And, uh... You're looking... It's five questions. Yeah. And if you get five questions, you get a kiss. From who? Me. Okay. Right, question one. What colour was Dumbledore's robe? Green. That's purple, isn't it? Purple. It was green. What's your answer? Oh, I don't like this. Purple. Purple, yeah. Purple. Are we giving you a point for that? Yeah. All right, you can have one point. Okay. Okay. What does... Can you give some options? What does Uncle Vernon describe Dudley as? Does he say he's a rascal or does he call him a rugrat? I think it's a trick question. He calls him a tyke. He calls him a tyke. Trick question. Trick question. Two points. Two points. Right. Okay. Question three. You're doing well so far. Question three. How... Many words are on page three. How many words are on page three? Yeah. 82. 220. There you go, that's your first one wrong. <laughs> what does Uncle Vernon buy from the bakery? Oh, I know this. <laughs> it's not a dirt, it's a bun. He buys a bun. <laughs> No. What? He goes across to buy a bun and he comes back with a donut. Oh, you're kidding. Right. Question five. <laughs> Daedalus Diggle yeah. is said to be letting off, you know, fireworks or shooting stars down yeah. in Kent. Yeah. 
Daedalus Diggle. In Greek mythology, though, who is the son of Daedalus? It's uh, Icarus. It's Icarus! <laughs> <laughs> who tried to fly and then his wings melted. Right. Let's tot up the... Um, let's tot up. Tot up, it's four. I got four out of five. <laughs> it's not. You got three out of five. I didn't. Did you? So you got... Oh, actually, let's count them. Oh, no, it is three because I, d- I said bun when he got a donut. Yeah. And then you got... You didn't get the number one. So you got three out of five. The kiss rolls over to next week. So I only have to get two next week. No, no, no. You have to... Uh, get if, five out of five. If you, get, um, if you get five out of five, you get two kisses. Okay, so by the by the seventeenth and final chapter, I'll be playing for seventeen kisses. You'll be playing for intercourse. <laughs> okay, it's a deal. No, only messing. Well done. Thank you. Okay, and uh, we'll look forward to next week, uh, which is chapter two, the vanishing glass. Mm. Right. That's been all from me, Tom Lawrenson, and me, Lucas Kirkby. Have a nice week. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for listening to the Pottervision Podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback, you can put them all on pottervision.com. Also, do us a favour. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot, please. All right, I know you will. And, uh, and because you've been good, here's a, uh, here's a bonus sketch. Inside Grunning's HQ, a small man in funny robes wraps his arms around the director's waist in celebration. Yes, yes, you know who is dead. You know who? Julie from Accounts. No, no, you know who. I don't know who. Yes, you do. You know who. Who are you talking about? What's his name? I can't say it. Oh, is it that accountant from Czechoslovakia? Maybe. <laughs>